New South Wales State Parliament is still not meeting and has not met since, I think, June. I can't remember the exact date. I know someone who does, David Shoebridge. Good morning to you, David. Yeah, good morning, Marcus. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Uh, It's going on, what, three months now since anyone sat down in Macquarie Street to debate the issues. Yeah, and it's absolutely outrageous. We have the Parliament in Victoria meeting. We have the Commonwealth Parliament meeting in Canberra where they're in lockdown. Parliaments around the rest of the country are meeting. Um, but the Berejiklian government, the coalition, is doing everything they can to prevent the parliament meeting in New South Wales. And obviously we need the parliament to meet to not only provide scrutiny and accountability of the government during yeah. this crisis, but also for some pressing legislation we need to deal with a mess we're in. Well, absolutely. I mean, we, um, we're we relying on the health advice to make some of the strictest lockdown measures uh, anywhere in uh, in our nation's history, and yet there is no debate, no discussion, no correspond, uh, correspondence really entered into. Uh, we're not seeing the health advice. It's certainly not being made public, even though we did have a parliamentary inquiry or a committee sitting into it, uh, and the health minister basically told everybody to mind their own business. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I chaired that inquiry and I saw the <coughs> the health minister refusing to produce the advice. Now, one of the key things, the upper house, and it's the upper house that was scheduled to sit tomorrow, um, and that the government has refused to cooperate. So if they don't provide a minister to the upper house, um, then the house has to adjourn. That's the way the rules currently work. I think we should fix that rule, to be honest, Marcus, going forward. But anyhow, that's the way the rules currently work. Mm. (laughs) And and so that the government has said that they are going to refuse to provide anybody to the house tomorrow, and therefore we can't effectively sit. Now, that's in circumstances where um, the the parliament is exempted from the health orders. So there's there's no requirement under the health orders. You know, you can't stop the parliament under the health orders. Yeah. Um, and it's also in circumstances where the parliament has got the most comprehensive COVID safety plan you could imagine. Every MP who's going to attend is going to either be double vaxxed or um, potentially, if, if for some reason there's one or two that, that are in the, the second stage of their vaccination program, then um, there may be one or two. There's going to be comprehensive controls about how we move around the chamber, the number of people in the chamber at the time, rapid airflow, rapid antigen testing at the beginning, so everybody gets tested before they go in, so we know that no one's um, carrying um, COVID when they go in. The most comprehensive set of checks you could imagine. Yep. Far, far more comprehensive than people who are going to work in our supermarkets, in our supply chains and doing other essential business. Yeah. And still the government refuses to come. This isn't about COVID safety. This is them about it's about them refusing to be held to account. Well, there's urgent business to <coughs> conduct, as you say, apart from accountability. Uh, I mean, that's just for starters. But uh, there's other critical COVID-related laws that need debating, you know, whether it's protecting workers required to get vaccination under workers' compensation, uh, putting fallback protections for emergency postal elections. We, I mean, yeah. we've got a, uh, a local government uh, election not too far away as well. Well, we've got a local government election scheduled for the 4th of December. The Electoral Commissioner has come and told a parliamentary committee very recently that that whole thing could fail because of covid and he doesn't have the powers to have a, an emergency postal ballot. Yeah. And he hasn't got the powers to defer it. So we're slowly working towards this potential disaster on the 4th of December with the local government elections. And we have legislation to give the Electoral Commissioner the power he needs 
so that that doesn't fall over and become a disaster. And the government is refusing to call Parliament. We also have legislation to ensure that anyone who's required to be vaccinated for work is guaranteed to be covered under workers' compensation and, and be given full sets of rights under workers' compensation. And, and again, we can't get that legislation through Parliament because literally the government is boycotting Parliament. I, I don't quite know what to call it when the executive, the government of the day, is refusing to allow Parliament to meet. But in other circumstances, you know, it would come close to being called a coup, doesn't it? Refusing to allow Parliament to meet. I mean, and it's, it's not just you calling for it. It's, uh, it's Chris Minns and, and, and the state opposition, Labor. Uh, I mean, you're effectively in opposition as well, of course, David, as a Green. But, uh, I mean, uh, yep. crossbenchers, uh, Labor, the other major party here in New South Wales. In fact, everybody calling for Parliament to resit, apart from uh, the Premier and the government in power. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, there's, there's not a lot of common ground between me and One Nation, for example. But One Nation are calling oh, for yes, Parliament Mark to return. Lathan. The Shooters are calling for Parliament to return. The Animal Justice Party is calling for Parliament to return. The Labor Party and the Greens. We've all seen the COVID safety plan. Mm-hmm. We know this can be done safely. Um, we know that it can be done, as I said, far more safely than, 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 most, than other workplaces that are happening, essential workplaces that are happening around, around the state. You know, far more safely than going shopping, we could go and do Parliament. But the government is using COVID as a reason to, to prevent Parliament sitting. When now, was the last time you sat? It was, the, you, you, you're testing my memory now, but mm. it was in the 20s, in, in, in June, in yep. June, June 22 or something. All it right. was so months. three months ago. Yeah, okay. So, the, and if, if not this week, next week, what? Well, then we've, 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 we, we have given the government another week. So we've, we've, we've scheduled it over till next week and said we're going to come back next week. But again, the government may play the same dodgy trick and refuse. And even though a, a, an overwhelming majority of MPs want to return, they may refuse again to provide a minister and refuse again to provide accountability. And, hmm. and can I tell you, I think the thing they're most afraid of is we will move a, a, what's called a call for papers, an order to the government to produce all of the public health advice. That, I think, will be one of the first items of business the upper well, house will do. Yes. And that is what they are dodging and weaving and, and willing to sort of, you know, um, show this utter contempt for Parliament. Well, how long can this providing. go on for, David? <clears throat> well, well, technically, they can continue doing it indefinitely and indefinitely hold off Parliament sitting and, and use the health crisis as a reason to screen, screen themselves off from accountability. Now, if, if it comes to that, then we may have a constitutional crisis and we may have to try some other sort of mm. um, other measures to come. But it, on, on, the current, on the current reading of the rules, they can indefinitely hold off Parliament sitting, even though a majority of MPs in the upper house are petitioning for it to return. All right. Well, hopefully when you and I have this conversation same time next week, uh, it'll be before Parliament reopens. Let's hope that uh, they don't put it off another week. Yeah, absolutely, Marcus. And, and I've, I've, got to, I've got to assure you, it is the most stringent COVID safety plan you can imagine. Yes. I mean, we're asking people to go and work in supermarkets with yep. far less protection than we're suggesting the government MPs will get to come and do their job and be held to account in Parliament. And, and, and there is so much we need to do in Parliament right now. This is, this is a, in, in a crisis, you actually need more, not less accountability. Well, absolutely. That's what, that's what the government... And I think people are going to be increasingly angry about this kind of authoritarian rule from, um, 
from the Berejiklian government. Well, if parliaments are meeting elsewhere around the country, including in Canberra, our federal parliament, there should be no reason why the state government um, is holding off on this. Yeah, I, look, I, I am astounded that they're doing this. Yeah. Like, this is a pretty fundamental attack on democracy. I know, you know, people can, you know, like politics or not like politics, but I, we kind of assume that parliament is just going to keep ticking over in the background, you know, with all its imperfections. Yeah. But right now, it's been literally... Um, shut down by the Berejiklian government. And, and that's not a democracy, as I understand it. 